Good day, folks. This is Paul of the House of Graber coming to you on the 21st day of January, 2024. And this is known as the Memoirs of a Farmer Boy platform, the platform where we talk about real life experiences of the day concerning Revelation 18.4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. My goal is to share things that possibly can bring your journey out of corporate into private, a little more into focus, and to help you along the way. Notice that he says, come out of her, my people. That message was written to a specific group of people known as the family of the Almighty Creator. And that would be translated into we the people if we look at what our founding fathers were talking about. So everything that we do here on this platform and at the House of Graber and all the information, whether it's audio, visual, uh, intellectual property, etc., everything that we bring forth here is subject to and protected by the laws of nature, otherwise known as the Ecclesia Court or the Courts of Heaven, protected by the Courts of Heaven. And our material and everything we do and say here is also subject to the private registered copyright of the House of Graber. So, today, I want to talk about a topic that some of you don't like, and that's record keeping. What are you doing for record keeping? What are, who's keeping your records? And how are you going about it? or are you keeping records at all? And if you're not keeping records, then who is? Because I would be very comfortable to say that someone is keeping records on you. And if you are not, then most likely whoever is, is keeping records to their advantage someone else, some other entity is keeping record on you and about your ongoings and your affairs to their advantage. Um, some of you, I know you, you have the same, a lot of you have the same question. When will we be done with the paperwork? I don't know. Uh, to my knowledge, when you operate a business, because that's what this is, it's a house. The house that we operate, to, to get our house in order, it takes documentation, it takes record keeping, it takes record of moving things in and out of trust, record of financial transactions, record of things that happen, um, I mean, there's there's really a multitude of different things that we can keep record of. And 
you know, for example, we should we should have a record of what the intent is for when we submit a birth record to the state. You know, some would say that we should not submit that record to the state. And I'd be cool with that. Uh, however, I will say that if we do, we should submit along with that, we should submit a letter of intent, a will, because we're we're granting something and there should be a will and a statement of intent of what that's for. It should be for a, a special purpose. So record keeping, um, it, it looks pretty daunting to some people. To a lot of people, it looks very daunting. A lot of people say they don't like record keeping. They don't like paperwork. They don't like to keep record. And um, I get that. Um, if, if records are kept current, they are much easier, you know, to do. Like if I, if I log my financial transactions every day, um, I've got an Excel file, you know, for the whole year, one month at a time. Each file is a month. And in that file, I've got, um, you know, the date, what classification it's in. I've, I just make up my own classifications, you know. There's probably uh, 20 or 25 of them. And then the amount going out or coming in, the balance, and then I carry it on over. And, and then there's uh, several columns of, of, where it goes in the uh, ledger used to do it on paper years ago same thing um who it's to or from and i do the same thing with um you know and, and another part of that that excel file is there's another page that's linked to it or there's a graph you know i can see the lines uh, for each classification, there's a line to the to the positive side or to the negative side. And there's I can physically see uh, at the end of the month, you know, where where my money went or came from. And am I am I in the black or in the red? You know, did we did we bring in more money than we spent or did we spend more money than we brought in? And so it's just one style of record keeping. Um, for for trusts and uh, ministries and et cetera, uh, I played around with it for a while, you know, using file boxes. That got to be old because it it became cluttered and and rather um, unorganized, so to speak. So I landed on a two-hole top punch file folder. You know, the, the folders, you can get them with two-inch binders, three-inch binders. You can get legal size. You can get, um, you know, the eight-and-a-half by 14. You can get the uh, eight-and-a-half by 11. Uh, I actually have some of both. 
And, but what I, what I landed on is that particular style of folder. And I've got a punch, you know, that everything that I do, every, every document that I send out, you know, whether it's in my personal trust or whether it's in the ministry or whatever it is, it's going into, um, generally most of the time it's going into a folder like that and it's hole punched. I've got reinforcement labels on it. And a lot of the things that I do in, uh, my my house files is i use uh, a 25 percent cotton paper especially for uh trust documents or uh records that i want to be want to be a lot around for a very long time because you know like um if you're doing a will and testament you know something that that is going to be a guideline for your offspring to know what to do with your stuff and so that it will be taken care of instead of the uh the state agents grabbing a hold of it it's it's already on paper it's already decided and all they got to do is go in there and and look what to do with it and it's they just execute the will the the uh testament you know the instructions and the same way with trust documents I typically print those on 25% cotton paper because let's say a trust is in operation for 25 years or 30 years or, or more. And even when that trust is closed, when the time comes that the trust is closed down and, and all the goods or all the uh, assets are dispersed out of that trust agreement, then it is required, at least for me, um, that the trust documentation stays around for X amount of years, maybe not forever, but a number of years after that trust is closed, it, it still needs to be kept. The records need to be kept. So I use a, a more durable paper. And like for my uh, land records, I, I have the, um, some of them are certified copies from the uh, county recorder, a lot of those documents on regular paper. So I went and bought acid-free laminating paper. It's not the heat lamina lamination. I've got one of those too, but the acid-free laminate are adhesive pages that you you peel off and you put it right on your paper and then you trim the edges works very well. It's time consuming, but it's an acid free laminate that, that won't make the ink disappear. So, um, who's, who's keeping record? Uh, even if you, even if you think you don't want to keep records, you should, um, well, I shouldn't say that you should, it's something to consider is what I'm going to say. Um, you might consider getting some help in that area. Like, you know, if you're, if you're not good in that area, find another family member that's good and, and hammer out what you want on paper and have them help you put it on paper. That's one way to do it. 
And the other thing that I will tell you is that if you don't start, you'll never get good at it. So just start putting some things on paper. And for example, if you write up, um, let's say you write your own trust. My trusts don't look like what they used to when I started, but I don't, I don't necessarily throw those records away. I keep them and I put a joining document on top of that file. I keep, I just go, it's a continuation of the record, but it's, it's annexed to the file. And, um, you know, some people call it an amendment or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's another updated version a revised version of the whole trust, or it might just be, uh, you know, the trustees get together and, and have uh, a meeting and you take minutes of what's been decided. Okay. We don't necessarily like the way, because if, if the grantors are present, the grantor creator or the, the grantor creator settler of the trust is present. And, Unless it's an irrevocable trust, then you have to go with what you've written to be an honor. <clears throat> Excuse me. But then you might, uh, otherwise you might have this meeting and you decide, well, we don't really like the way this one part is written up or we missed something, which that happens. That's why you go through and you read your trust and you look over things and you have these discussions and then you take minutes and here's what we changed. And we want this to happen, um, you know, with, with the trust property as opposed to what we had done first. So you just add to the record. It's a continuation of the record. It's not, it's not like you throw it out. You just, you change it, you make a change, you revise it or, um, uh, add an annex to it or uh, a trust joinder document. Okay. So, you know, um, when I was a young boy, I watched my dad come out with uh, abstract. He called it an abstract. And he'd put it on the kitchen table and he'd fold, through, you know, leaf through it. It was a, it was a big, uh, from what I remember, the cover was pretty beat up and it was, um, it was held together by some rings at, at the top, not a one piece folder like I have now, but it was held together by some kind of rings and, uh, it was a stack probably, um, all of an inch and a half to two inches thick. Well, what it was is a uh, abstract of title to date on the farm, the farm that my dad owned back then. And lawfully, we should all have those. If we, if we purchase land, we should have an abstract of title. As a matter of fact, currently, right now, the standard uh, purchase agreement that the realtors use in the state of Indiana has two options on there as far as the title goes. 
they have an option for title insurance checkbox. And there's a checkbox that says abstract of title to date. And along with this abstract, it includes the wording, a marketable title. See, title insurance does not give you marketable title. All it gives you is a, an insurance policy that says if somebody takes and and damages or if, if something happens that your house or something is damaged, then there'll be insurance. Um, in other words, let me re rephrase that. If if something shows up that there's a liability on the on the place that the title company didn't tell you, then that would be covered. But the um, the real estate agents and the title companies don't tell you about the abstract of title; they hide that. So it used to be a common thing. The owner would have that abstract of title, which goes all the way back to the land patent. And I currently have the chain of title all the way back to the land patent. Now it's not a true abstract because it doesn't list all the, you know, the liens or encumbrances that have been put on and taken off and, you know, everything that about the land, but I do have the chain of title all the way back. But those are things that used to be in place with the owners. So the question you might ask yourself is, where are those records now? Who took them? Because um, here's the deal. Every piece of land has an abstract of title. And just because the guy that paid for it and, and thinks he owns it, doesn't have it does not mean it doesn't exist that that doesn't mean that it disappeared it just means that it's hidden somebody has it and uh that's somebody that has it they have uh nefarious intentions is why they have hidden them and if you go into a title company and you ask them for an abstract, I can pretty much repeat verbatim what you're going to hear here in the state of Indiana, wherever you go. doesn't matter where you go. I can almost tell you verbatim what they're going to spit out because it's a lie. They try to throw you off, and they try to act like they don't exist. They try to act like it's some absurd idea that's been outdated. But it's not. The, uh, the company, the corporation, they are very, very good at keeping records. And if, if we don't keep records for ourselves and we turn it over, like we live next door to a cemetery and across the road from a church. The cemetery, when you look up the uh, ownership of the cemetery, it's held by the trustee of the township. In the county that we're in because sometime in the past the the people of the church and the community turned over ownership and the rights to that cemetery it's owned by the state because um, 
people were too lazy to take care of the uh, record keeping and all the, you know, stuff that, that needs to be done. So, you know, it, it used to be that families recorded their records in the family Bible. Family record, you know, the marriage, the matrimony of the man and woman, and then the the offspring that were born, the sons and daughters, and and if there's deaths, it's recorded in there, and and marriages and etc. Those things were all recorded in the uh, family Bible. But we've gotten away from that. The uh, what we know is the Bible, which it keeps being watered down and and uh, distorted as time goes on, but. Uh, historically speaking, that's been a book of genealogy. It's been a book of trusts. It's been a book of courtroom procedure and processes. It's a very, very interesting book when you look at it from that perspective. So there's a lot of places that we have shirked the responsibility that would be the ability to respond do you have the ability to respond? Well, we should exercise the right to act before we need to respond. We have shirked the duty of record keeping, which is why we have fallen into slavery. That's one reason, one of the big reasons. We have shirked the duty of record keeping. We have shirked the duty of minding our own business. And running a house is a business. If you haven't recognized that, then uh, you might want to consider that. It's a business. It's a personal business operating a house, you know. And for myself, I prefer to keep my own records. I do not like to turn it over to other people. Um, freedom. Freedom comes with a lot of accountability and duties and things that need to be taken care of. And if we if we sign up for right for uh, privileges and benefits, and we give up our rights, we sell our birthright in exchange for privileges and benefits. Oh, we'll take care of this. You know the the government agent says which is not a government agent at all. He's a corporate uh, trustee, kind of working for a corporation. And uh, he says he'll take care of it. You know, they, they want to take care of everything. They want to, they you know, they like way back, they created the Department of Energy. The Department of Energy. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, they, uh, they have siphoned energy is what they've done. They've siphoned value, and every department they start up is designed to siphon value and energy from the people. So that only happens because we let them. That only happens because we have shirked our duty. And I'm going to say if, if we want to have our rights that we've given away, they were not taken, they were given away. And if we want to have those back, we can take them back. 
but it's not going to happen by shirking our duty of record keeping and shirking our duty of knowing what's going on in our community. I'm not talking about meddling into your neighbor's business and, and knowing everything he does. I'm talking about looking at what is really happening with the people looking at the slavery that people have been tricked into, looking at the uh, deception all around us. And I'm going to close with this. If, if you've never created any of your own records, but you've got, you know, all kinds of, court records against you and you've got um <clears throat> you know bad credit and who knows all kinds of weird stuff that they come up with when you start creating records about yourself they trump everything else they trump everything else that's out there because you you and I, like for me, it's it's myself. For you, it's yourself. We have the highest authority in creating records about us. There is no other man or woman that has authority to overrule us or to lord over us. Man and woman, mankind, is given dominion over everything on the earth and in the earth and in the air other than other people. We were never given dominion over other people, and that's true for everyone. There is no man or woman, no pastor, no officer, no president, no priest, no bishop, you name it. I don't care who they are and who they act like they are. They do not have authority over other people unless somebody submits under them. Now, if you, if you are in a contract to work for someone and you are under an agreement to follow their lead, you know, that can work out great. Just make sure it's a contract you want to be in. So, but as far as um, original creation, we're all, you know, all men are created equal, right? We've all heard that. Do we know what it means? Do we know what free will is? Are you exercising the free will to create your own records? Or are you still waiting for permission from some outside fictitious entity, such as the Babylonian War, the Great War, the Mystery Babylon. Are you waiting for that fictitious entity to give you whatever you're looking for or to protect you? It's all fakery. That's all fakery. What's inside of you is real. It's that God-given free will that's real. Go ahead and use it and be 
be fair with it and be in integrity. It's not to damage other people or take advantage of them. It's to exercise your free will and live the way our creator designed it. So with that, I'm going to post a link here in the uh, description, memoirsofafarmerboy.com. You can go there, click on the link, and connect with us. Have an amazing day, and we'll talk to you next time.